Welcome to Discover Your Destiny podcast, where we believe that your life is not an accident. You have a destiny, and we want to help you discover it, pursue it, and fulfill it. And now, here's your host for today, Dima Barishnikov. Thank you for coming back to our podcast. We're going to pick up where we left off with our interview with Dr. Paul Williams. And I looked at Elena and I said, Elena, do you feel like maybe Jesus is knocking on your heart's door? Now, she had just told me she didn't believe in God. Mm-hmm. And she looked back at me and she said, yes. So I said, well, invite him in. And so we prayed the sinner's uh-huh. prayer. She received Christ as a personal savior. And then I went on to explain to her what had just happened. I talked about the concept of being born again. Mm-hmm. So after I explained that concept to her, She looked around and she pointed to the chair that she had been sitting in when she prayed. And she said, that's the chair I was born in. Now here she went from saying she didn't believe in God Mm -hmm. to saying, that's where I was born spiritually, right there. It's incredible. And then I went to her, I said, Elena, you can't live for God without reading the Bible and staying attached to Jesus. Mm -hmm. He said, Jesus said, he's the vine, we're the branches. Yes. And he, abi- he that abides in him and Jesus will flow through them and then they'll produce fruit in yes. their life. And I said, God wants to be in your life on a daily basis. And if you really rely on him and get a Bible because we gave a Bible to her, I said, you will be able to get through this and uh, grow. And so she did that. And, and she yeah. ultimately became a student that worked with her teacher, Ludmilla, and they formed a Bible club that Ludmilla and her, wow. and yeah. her husband formed a, a, a Bible study group right there. So God, here's a person that told me they didn't believe in God, mm-hmm. who became a believer in just a few minutes and had the understanding to say, that's the chair I was born in. It just blew me away. That's amazing how God could use your medical skills to go and help people, but at the same time, uh, not only help them physically, but give them a spiritual hope too, and uh, and set them on the right track and and uh, bring them to Jesus, basically. And uh, that's an inc- incredible testimony. Uh, so, and I'm sure uh, you could share a lot of stories about what happened because 106 countries, that's a lot of experiences. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you um, uh, may I ask you, you don't have to answer, but how old are you? I'm 76. 76. Well, you don't look like that. And definitely your energy. Uh, I know you as a very energetic guy, uh, ready to go and, and doing many things. And so uh, you're not at the stopping point yet. No. I mean, you're not, we're not talking about 106 countries in the past. Very soon it, it will be 107 countries because you're preparing to go uh, to, to Tanzania and other places. So can you uh, tell us, uh, what what are you involved with now? What what are you doing now? Well, since I can't go on as many trips as what I used to, and I used to have a staff of 20 to 23 people, uh, right now I really help facilitate other people's trips. Sometimes I lead trips, like with Convoy of Hope. I mm-hmm. took a team to Kenya, worked among the Maasai people. Uh-huh. So, because uh, Convoy of Hope wanted to do a trip to the Maasai. And so they said, well, with your background, can you help put together a team? So that's what I did with my 38 years of medical missions experience. I have a lot of friends and people that have been with me and other people know about my trip. So I'm able to help pull together a team. Mm -hmm. But then we also combine with other nationals that will then uh, work with us. But another major thing that I do is I get involved with major disasters uh, like 
we were involved with the uh, the St. Vincent's volcano. Uh, we helped get a lot of uh, supplies down to them. I think $150,000 worth of supplies. We also just helped with the Haiti uh, endeavor. Yeah, that's recent, right? Just this yeah. recently, yeah. yeah. We were able to about $60,000 worth of stuff. And then uh, one of my good friends over in Benin, West Africa, and Destiny really helped us on yeah. that too. Uh, he wrote to us and said, more children are dying from uh, malaria and mosquito bites than they are from COVID. Can you help us with mosquito nets? And so we were able to raise enough money to have provide eight, over 8,000 mosquito nets wow. to help protect children and mothers uh, in that uh, situation. So we're very actively involved. And, uh, you know, with all the things that are happening, we're not going to be lacking for disasters. Mm -hmm. And so there's always things to do. But I'm also planning to, I've been asked to maybe take two trips next year uh, overseas. And uh, there's actually some other things I can't quite talk about, but no, I'm not retiring. Yeah. I'm refiring, as they say. Firing, yeah. So it's <laughs> maybe 120 countries. So, yes, uh, yes. Uh, so uh, well, that's, um, uh, that's fascinating. Um, so you're not, you're not stopping. You're no. going to continue. I hope uh, to do and, that until uh, Jesus comes. That's to be right. That's right. And it was such a such an opportunity and a privilege for us as a church to partner with your ministry and uh, um, and provide those mosquito nets for the yes. men. Because a lot of people were surprised that uh, that malaria is a, is a bigger issue there yes. than COVID at that time. And and uh, um, it was it was a blessing to provide those nets for um, families and you know Absolutely. people that need it so much. So uh, I, I see you have uh, two books on the table with you. Yes. Um, I read them both uh, and I, I, I like them. I like them. I especially like the one uh, "Decisions Determine Destiny." Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's just uh, just my personal favorite. But can you can you tell us briefly uh, what each book is about? Well, the decision to determine destiny is actually the title subtitle is why choosing the road less traveled makes all the difference uh, because it does make the difference. Mm -hmm. You know, when we talked about dreams and uh, fulfilling a person's dreams, the truth of the matter is, if you're walking with the Lord, it's really his dream that he puts in you. It's his destiny that he's called you to. It's not as if you have a destiny separate from what God wants for you. Mm -hmm. And I really share in here. From the very beginning, when I was just a child, how God spoke to me when I received Christ when I was five or six years old, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when I was 12, had that vision when I was 14 and then fulfilled when I was 39. And I share a lot of these different experiences, whether I've over in Goma Zaire, I've been over in Bangladesh, mm -hmm. uh, where there were 150,000 people died. And we were the first relief effort on an island where 40,000 people died three weeks after the event. It's crazy that wow. the people, uh, what other people suffer. I was over in uh, Indonesia where after that tsunami back in 2004, uh, we were over there in the early part of January 2005 on a couple hundred thousand people died over there. And we, we were allowed to come into this area, which was under Sharia law at that time. But because of the devastation, they allowed Christian teams to come yeah. in and provide the medical care. So we were able to not necessarily openly witness under that particular situation, but we were able to show the love of God and, and compassion because I really believe that I have to treat body, soul, and spirit. In other words, I don't want to just treat their body uh, or just their minds. Mm -hmm. I need to treat their spirit because if I make somebody healthy medically, but they don't know Jesus, you know, I really haven't helped them fully. Yeah. I want to help the whole person. Absolutely. Yeah. 
so, and all these experiences you're talking about, many of them are in this book. Absolutely, I absolutely. I, I read it. It's a, uh, it's a g- great book, very, very exciting, and uh, it's filled with a lot of adventurous experiences. But yes. uh, uh, those experiences also, not only adventurous, but a lot of them are difficult. A lot of them difficult and overwhelming. Well, in but, fact, on the cover, I have a picture of the Panama experience. Uh-huh. It took us 20 some hours to come in and 30 some hours to get out. Oh, wow. and, uh, and we were walking through mud and rain. In fact, I remember I was on the back of a truck uh, that helped us get to one of the places we wanted to go. And there was a horse on the back and I was standing on the side of the truck and when there would the truck would lurch the horse would fall against us <laughs> and all that so I've had some very unique experiences I can tell you that's amazing yeah I, I know I uh, uh, I really enjoyed reading this book um, decisions determine destiny that's uh, very well put well my dad was the one that taught me that that the decisions that you make the little ones are often going to affect your destiny. And what he was talking about was a decision that Ruth made to follow her mother-in-law, Naomi. And because she did that, she became an ancestor of Jesus. Absolutely. So those That's, decisions determine destiny. Though, and those small decisions, yes. they create that ripple effect, yes. that domino effect. Yes. That, um, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what about uh, um, the second book? Uh, when all plans fail. All plans fail. Now, yeah. I, <laughs> I wrote this book, wanted to prepare Christians yeah. for disasters. In fact, this was written several years ago, uh, but it has become more relevant than ever. I even have a chapter in here on pandemics. Uh-huh. Uh, at the time, it was Ebola. Uh-huh. Uh, and so we were writing about that. But people said, don't title the book, When All Plans Fail. I said, but that's the title the Lord gave to me for this book, because I think we're coming into a time when all of man's plans, man's plans. are yes. going to fail. Yeah. God never fails. Yes. He knows the beginning from the end. But that's why we have to be so in tune with the Holy Spirit, because he will say, this is the way, walk in it. That's right. And if you don't acknowledge him, then he won't direct your paths. But he has yeah. said, the Holy Spirit's in you. He will guide you. Yes. He will also send guardian angels around you. In fact, yeah. when I was going over to Goma Zaire, when those 10,000 bodies were on the ground, one of the verses that God gave me was out of Psalm 91, where it says, Though a thousand fall, fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, no plague will come near your dwelling. I never thought I would ever see an actual situation where there were 10,000 bodies on the ground. Mm-hmm. But I actually experienced Psalm 91, but no plague come near our dwelling. None of our team members ever got sick, so sick over a six-month wow. period of time. That's incredible. Among all this death and dying and disease, nobody got sick. God protected us. That's, inc- that's incredible. It, you know, when, when you're talking about all uh, plans fail, you know, um, uh, you know, I'm reminded of this scripture in Proverbs chapter 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. And uh, But in all your ways, you, you mentioned acknowledge Him, He shall direct your path. And often our plans come out of our own understanding. Yes. We're trying to lean on our understanding, yes. and this is how we plan. And God sometimes showing us that those plans may fail. We, yes. will, we'll, we see that life didn't go the way we yes. planned on it, but yet we can trust God that He yes. will and, and this that. book is a practical book. It's a how-to, it, grab-and-go bags at home and work, and uh, in your car, it's talking about how to prepare for water and food and financially. Uh, it's trying to prepare us for what we are probably uh, going to be facing. In fact, we're facing so many 
problems right now. Mm -hmm. And this gives you a practical guide. And many people are not getting prepared. Uh, I mean, you don't forget to take care of your pets, have food for your pets as well as yourself. Do you have several weeks, if not several months of food ready? Do you have, do you know what you're going to do if you don't have water? Do yeah. you know what you're going to do uh, if financially things fall apart? Have you prepared? Are your neighbors prepared? Uh, you know, you may be prepared, but if your neighbors aren't prepared, guess who's going to come knocking on your door? Yeah, so yeah. there's actually a whole section here on neighborhood preparedness. And there's also a section on church preparedness. And so that how churches can work together to make a difference in their communities. So I really, all plans of man are going to fail, but God yeah. never fails. When, where people can get those books? Are those available online or? Uh... Well, I actually have a website. IHNEquips.org. Okay. Um, IHNEquips.org. And IHN stands for what? Uh, International Healthcare Network. So, okay. So I'm saying IHN Equips. Equips. IHN Equips.org. Okay. Right. And uh, the books are available there that you can order them. Uh, it, it's a donation to the ministry. Yeah. Then they can get the book, but it's also available on Amazon okay. if they want to just go to Amazon and do that. Some people are just very familiar with doing that, but both books uh, are available. In fact, with When All Plans Fail book, there's actually a workbook that goes with it too, okay. that they could order that. But inside, if they didn't get the workbook, there are actual checklists inside. It's really a checklist. You can go th down and just, how do you respond to wildfires? How do you respond to uh, mudslides? How do you respond to hurricanes? How do you respond to earthquakes? All that type of information yeah. is in this book. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I would definitely recommend uh, for people to buy those books and, and read them. And, uh, and, I, uh, and I know they're going to be encouraged, uh, definitely. Definitely. So, and I hope they, they, will, um, uh, they will get those books. I know you made a lot of them available to our church and, yes. uh, uh, and people bought them. So, um, let me just, uh, uh, just um, switch gears a little bit and, and, and ask you this question. How do you see all of this uh, disaster preparedness? You write in the book about this and and uh, uh, medical missions and uh, everything we do now, everything you do, how does it fit into um, this call to fulfill great commission? What uh, is it, what do you see that fits and, and churches partnering with you? How, how, how is that a part of great commission? Well, we do have the great commission upon us. And he says, I, all authority in heaven and earth is given unto me. That's what Jesus yes. said. Then he said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations and then heal the sick and heal the sick. Healing is one of the most incredible ways to bring people to Jesus. I have found that when I touch people physically yes. and can help them medically, it opens up their heart to Jesus. Yes. And so that fulfills the great commission of yes. bringing them to Jesus because I don't want to just heal bodies and yes. have them go to hell. Yeah. I want them to go to heaven. Yeah. And so I want to treat body, soul, and spirit. And I've, I can give you some tremendous examples. In fact, I'm a physician and I've actually had several situations where I've prayed for patients, not just treated them medically, but I'll just tell you one dramatic story that mm -hmm. happened in the Philippines. I, I was sitting there uh, examining a woman and she had a huge goiter. I mean, just a very large goiter. Mm -hmm. And I remember just reaching up and just touching her goiter and just praying and saying, Lord, heal her. It, it disappeared under my fingers. Wow. It startled me so much that I 
actually begin to doubt, was it actually there before? Yeah. It, it, Real God tangible just, miracle. It was yeah. a tangible miracle. Also had one man down in Venezuela. Now, I didn't pray for this particular man, but he had been shot in the back and had been paralyzed for 25 years. And was he was just lying on, a, uh, on the ground mm-hmm. uh, there on a, a pallet. And... Uh, and on a mat there, and somebody, a couple of people prayed for him, and he got up and he walked. He hadn't walked for 25, 25. years. Wow. So what I'm saying is we combine faith, we combine yeah. medicine, we combine wanting to touch the whole person. Yeah, and absolutely. there have been many places where we've gone because of the work that we did. Churches were planted and yeah. started up where, where there was no church before. Yeah. What well, 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 was not a Luke, a Luke from the Bible? Well, he yes. was a physician. Yes. Uh, and uh, and that, uh, that's what I, I was going to ask you because you you are you are a man of faith. You not only believe that we we should treat people medically, but you uh, with uh, providing them different medicine and, and, and things like this. But you also believe in the power of prayer. You oh, believe absolutely. In a, in a, that God's still in a miracle working business and we can pray for the sick. And we, and though you are a physician, you still pray for the sick for them absolutely. to be healed. Absolutely. Sometimes it happens as a miracle and sometimes it, it's God uses doctors and conventional medicine. And there are many diseases that we face that we cannot as physicians heal. Yes. That we have to just rely on the Lord to do that. Uh, and so we just... Really pray. Of course, even the ability that we have as physicians, it's all yeah. from God anyway. Absolutely. So it all says, I like that scripture that says, what do you have that you didn't receive? If you then mm-hmm. receive it, why do you take glory yeah. as if you had not received it? Everything we have. That's why I don't want to say this is my dream. Uh-huh. It's the dream that God has put in my own heart. And then yes. I follow what he has put in my yes. heart. And that's when my destiny will be fulfilled. Yeah. And uh-huh. my decision is to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And, and true healing, the wholeness. Yes. Jesus is the only one who can bring that. Yes. Uh, so um, uh, that's, that's exciting. I, I really was uh, encouraged to hear about miracle like this, about the goiter disappearing or a man walking. Uh, you, you see, a lot of people, even in churches today, what, uh, what, what is tragic, people, people lost that kind of faith. Yes. Those things are not expected. And even when you share a story like this, maybe somebody even here will hear this podcast and will think, well, this is just totally crazy. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, these things don't happen anymore. But yet people read and hear about them from the Bible. Yes. But when they, when they hear about them, it's just kind of, yeah, it happened during Jesus's times. But Jesus is still involved today. He Absolutely. still heals and saves and delivers, and, and he's still in the miracle working business. And in fact, the truth is, if I told you really what was in my heart, I'm feeling that in these days, with all these problems around the world, that we're going to see an increase of God's healing power, just like in the day of Pentecost, that we're going to see people healed, where even P- Peter's shadow crossing over people, it healed them. Yes. And so I'm just saying that I think we're going to come into a greater sense yeah. and seeing God's power move in a mighty way. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. You know, sometimes we, uh, or, or we're kind of conditioned by the culture, by the church culture to believe one thing and, and uh, not expecting too much. But then we, you read the Bible and Jesus is so clear saying, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he shall do even yes. greater even works. Greater works that yes, he shall yes. do because the one who uh, because I go to my father and he was talking about sending his Holy Spirit to us. So now we are 
driven by or filled with the same Holy Spirit that led Jesus. Now we are led by the same yes. Holy Spirit. And so the works, we, uh, you know, it, he said the works, he didn't say the words that he was saying, but the works that he did. And when we read the gospel, what did he do? He taught and he healed. Yes. That's basically, uh, he delivered people, raised people from the dead, but the most sort of popular or, or the most, uh, 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 what, what, what he did most often, it was healing and teaching. Yes. He taught and he healed. So I totally agree with you that, that in these last days, God's going to do something great. And, but our, I believe our expectations should be, should be on a different level. We should expect that to happen. Yes, yes absolutely. In fact, one of the things that uh, in Isaiah chapter 28, when it talks about uh, God doing a miraculous work, uh-huh. uh, as he did in Mount Perizim and also uh, in Gibeah, Valley of Gibeah, this was a situation to where Joshua had uh, made a pact with these people that were just in Gibeah and they lied and they said they were from a far country Uh and they didn't ask the Lord about making this pact. They went ahead and made the pact. Then they, then the uh, Joshua and the Israelite leaders realized they were just over the hill. (laughs) And so then the other Kings around there began to attack Gibeah and they weren't, uh, uh, they were not far away as they had, they had lied. And they were, since Israel had made the pact with them, they said to uh, Joshua, come and defend us. They had to defend them. Yeah. So they had to defend them. So they, Joshua responded and the Israelites came to f- defend the very people that God had told them to drive out. Wow. They were yeah. fighting a battle that they weren't supposed to be fighting. And guess what God did when they repented? That was the battle that God caused the sun to stand still mm. and the moon to stand still in a battle they weren't even supposed to have been fighting. Yeah. But because they humbled themselves, God gave them victory. And what Jack Hayford, who preached this sermon, God of the Suddenlies, he said, this is actually the type of thing we should expect in these last days, yes. that we're going to see God do unexpected things. He's going to give us breakthroughs. He's going to answer prayer, things. miraculous mm-hmm. things. You know, causing the sun to stand still and the moon to yeah. stand still, I'd call that miraculous. Yeah, absolutely. But people, we need to expect God to be God. And yes. when he said all things are impossible, with, uh, uh, all things are possible yes. with God and nothing is impossible with him. But the same Jesus also said everything is possible to him that believes. believes yes. And we need to have our faith up and expectation up and, and see uh, great things happen. But those things are not going to happen in our life. If we don't make that first step to get out of the boat, absolutely. You know, those before Peter's shadow fell on people, yes, and 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 they were healed. He had to step out of that fishing boat and yes. follow Jesus, right? And you I know? just stop and think of the scripture that says, "Faith comes by hearing." and hearing by the Word of God. So if you don't have enough faith, I would say get into the Word. Don't just read a chapter or two. In fact, uh, for actually several decades now, I've had the goal of reading through the Bible at least once. One time I read through it three times in the year. It just, that's not typical. I've run it it through twice, uh, several years. But when that Word gets into your heart, into your mind, and all of a sudden you can stand on it, and uh, it'll make a huge difference. So if you really want to see God make a difference, get into the Word, pray. And of course, for those that have Pentecostal experience and pray in tongues, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will pray through us with groanings that cannot be uttered, and He'll pray according to the mind of the Father. In other words, we can pray the will of God, 
when we pray in the Spirit. And not only that, but then he says, that's when all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And so we have an access to be able to pray according to the will of God, which is absolutely mind-boggling. Uh, 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 absolutely. And uh, we, uh, I'm a firm believer that uh, it, sometimes we, we say when God is ready, he's going to do something. But it's God is waiting for us. We need yes. to get ready. Church yes. needs to get absolutely. ready. We need to get ready. They that hunger yeah. and thirst after righteousness will be they filled. They will be filled, yes. Um, so how can people know more about your ministry and get involved? Basically, go to your website, yes. IHN equips.org yes. and they can know more about your ministry and every, yes. everything you're doing there. Uh, uh, okay. So um, what would you say to someone who wonders about discovering their destiny? They have no idea what their purpose is, uh, but they just wonder, they know that they are not here just to exist. They are here for some, for concrete purpose, but they kind of like, at a loss, they don't don't even know where to start. What would you say to them? Well, first of all, if they're right with the Lord, they've got things right, they're lined up in terms of their own spiritual walk with the Lord, getting godly counsel, asking a godly uh, mentor that can actually speak into their life and saying, what do you see in me? What, what is it that you see in terms of giftings and the direction? And, and then praying with, finding prayer partners. Uh, but your own personal walk is the most important thing to where you have that internal guidance and sense. I think I've shared with you from the time I was five when I was saved, 11 called to full-time mm -hmm. ministry, 14 yes. having a vision. Wherever you need to, in fact, uh, one thing that my sister always said that uh, whenever the need arises, when a person is willing uh, to receive, a teacher will show up. Oh, in other words, yeah. when your heart is right and you are seeking after God, God will meet you where you're at. So you, you, God will give you, like he gave you, uh, God will give them glimpses of where he wants to take them. There's, uh, as they walk with him, uh, he will begin to show them through different circumstances, through their mentors, through prayer partners, right? And through so, open, open doors. Sometimes they open doors, but not... Opportunities, yeah. Uh, all open doors aren't doors you're supposed to walk through. Yeah, absolutely. But that's where being guided by the Spirit. In fact, my aunt used to say... What does the still small voice inside of you say? Where do you feel a peace? Yeah. Follow where you feel a peace. So if you've committed it to God, just like when I made that decision to go into neonatology, I didn't have a clear direction, yeah. but I went where I had a peace. And yes. it turned out to be absolutely the right decision. I've had other dramatic times where God's spoken to me in dreams and and in the vision. And I could tell you about other dreams where God spoke to me. In fact, sometimes God spells things in my mind. Uh, words that I didn't know. I had to look them up in a dictionary to figure out what they were, yeah. but they answered a problem, a question that I had. Yes. And so God yeah. speaks to us in many different ways, but you've got to be seeking him and you've got to be wanting to do it. And then the, my, one of my favorite sayings that my dad taught me was the price of, of spiritual progress is obedience to the known will of God. That's good. Yeah. This price for spiritual progress, progress is, is obedience, obedience to, to the, the known, known will of God. God. So yeah. walk as far as you know. Obey what you know. Don't yeah. say, well, no, Lord, give me step two, three, four before yeah. I take step one. No, yeah. if, you, if you know step one, mm -hmm. take it. Yeah. The price of spiritual progress yeah. is obedience. Just like he told Abraham. Yes. Leave your father, uh, leave your father's house and go with me to the land I'm going to show, show you. you. Yes. He's, he's like, I'm going to take you somewhere. But first, first thing first, you got to leave your father's well, house. Well, many of my yeah. experiences in mission, 
I didn't know what I was going to face. What I just shared with you about going to Goma Zaire and 10,000 baht, I didn't know what I was going to face. But I just knew he told me to go. Yeah. And I went. And And then each day he would show us what to do. Yeah, I I heard somebody say that that amazing experiences sometimes, uh, this incredible, miraculous experiences hidden behind these routine things, daily things, small opportunities. There's a small door to go. You can go on a mission trip, but then it's just a mission trip, but then it leads to so many other things or open the door to something big. Um, So, um, uh, you know, prayer life, personal walk, very important. Having mentors, right mentors. So I tell everybody who is new to faith, it's important to be among people of faith. It's important to be get rooted and grounded in the church and be in a community of people, actually not people just religious, but people of faith who really pursuing God. Uh, But what do you think necessary for, and that's the last question. What, what do you think necessary for a person to have inside to reach their dream? What qualities are necessary? Would you, would you say? A pursuit of God a love for God and seeking Him. It's all about Jesus. Your passion for God. Your yeah. passion yeah. for Jesus is what it is. In other words, if you say, not my will, but thy will be done. That's what Jesus prayed. I mean, the Son of God prayed that. Yeah. Sur- total surrender. Total yeah. surrender. And not, not my will, but your will be done. That's what the Lord's prayer is. Our Father in heaven, you know, may your will be done on earth as yes. it is in heaven. I always add in the words, may your will be done on earth and in my life. Yes, that's what I pray. May your will be done in my life. As in it my is life, absolutely. Yes. So I'm yeah. saying, I have no will of my own. And I then pray, cause me, in fact, the Bible says this, He causes us both to will yeah. and to do His good pleasure. Wow, yeah. So when we seek Him, He causes us to will. So when you have this desire to do something, you know it, kind of have that stirring. That's really seems like God yeah. to me. I feel at peace about doing that. He causes me both to will and then to do. He gives me the ability to do what he calls me to. He never asks you to do something that he's not going to go before you. So the love love for God, passion for God, that's anything else you can think of. Well, in other words. Inner qualities. Well, yes, being faithful, being true, being honest, being honest to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Uh, I mean, some people will fool themselves. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For the love, uh, love the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, uh, you know, is not of God. Yes. It, it's, it's of the world. And he said, you've got to put God first. If you put God first and everything else, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added unto yeah. you. Yes. That's in Matthew. Uh, and so, in other words, seeking him, seeking his will, and then... He will abundantly yeah. provide whatever you need. Yeah. yeah yes, uh, I to- totally with you on that, and 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 it will help them, will help people to make decisions yes. that will determine their, their destiny. destiny. Absolutely, make the right choices. So, yes. I I really enjoy having you as a part of this podcast. I hope uh, you will be back sometimes again, and Love we're going to talk more more about this. That's been fascinating experience for me. Uh, I heard some things I did not know before and really encouraged by uh, by your commitment and longevity in the ministry that you yes. don't see that a lot. You, you've been in it for a long time and, uh, and, and you uh, have had amazing fruit 
you know, yes. that uh, uh, your ministry brought forth. And and I know that those who listen to this podcast, they, they encourage and inspire by that. And hopefully they'll contact you and um, maybe buy books or um, give you some feedback. So um, really enjoyed. And uh, uh, thank you, Dr. Williams, so much. And thank you, everyone who joined us. And um, hope you will join me next time. And until then, remember, your life is not an accident but you have a destiny. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you are inspired and encouraged. If you have questions, comments, and would like to stay in touch, please write us at connect at destinycarolina.com. We hope you'll join us next time. May God bless you and always remember, your life is not an accident. You have a destiny.